everyone consumers of the uh, rinky dinking podcast the throng that you are welcome to another week carol ray yours truly along with the great mike heika and of course jeffrey totes anybody call you jeffrey or is that derogatory no none you don't like that not a big fan i when i was like when i was really young it made more sense like child's name yeah all right jeffrey whatever Michael and Jeffrey are here uh, along with me. We are officially two months into the pause. Isn't that crazy? Or is it not? <laughs> uh, it's not been good for me. They they were uh, running stories on uh, the uh, mental uh, damages this could take, and I think I might be one of the victims. Oh, are you? Yeah, are you? it's not, it's not been right. good. I'm trying. Hang on. I think this will end when, and we might be close to it, when society in general, along with hockey specifically, run out of lists to concoct and put up. <laughs> man, oh man, have you got list fatigue? Every uh, list that you could possibly have. Oh the, my uh, Greatest God. goal scorers, greatest goals, greatest oh, saves. It's every day, all day. Young Jeffrey Totes, are you tired of it? So many lists. It's about all the only content we have right now. Why do we like lists so much? Brings up discussion, I guess. It's just yeah, like sitting around. Yeah, just for debate, right? Uh, back when they had Trivial Pursuit, we would just pull up the uh, questions and just ask each other questions to burn time. So. Oh, wow. People love to just uh, BS are, about nothing. Those are, those are the fast fun times, hey? <laughs> <laughs> so we got tired of Twister. Yeah, I was going to say, when you, you pulled away from the, the drive-in, uh, the hop, <laughs> as it were. Uh, we I was the Monopoly board away. Uh, yeah, you know what? The girl, I tried the board game thing. My, my girls did a puzzle. They ordered a puzzle and then did it, uh, which was something they wanted to do. They felt quite accomplished by doing a jigsaw puzzle, which I guess is all the rage. Did they glue it together and put it up on the wall? Uh, actually, the one daughter is going to frame it. She wants yeah. to. Yeah. 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 Great accomplishment. I have no interest whatsoever in that. Uh, I was thinking, though, that, that uh, all the board games from when we were a kid, we have a ton of them in the closet here, but there's no appetite whatsoever. Uh, to pull out sorry or life or uh, hungry hippos, <laughs> any of those things. <laughs> Shoots and lad. Oh my God! Mouse trap. Mouse trap was a good game. game. That's it a great game. Mouse trap. Mouse trap was a pretty good game. Nobody operation. had all the pieces. Did you have operation? Uh, we operation don't now, but we had it. Yeah. What a what a idiotic game that one was. <laughs> Steady hand. It'd be good for a goalie. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know what we've also uh, clipped the date of? The uh, final game of last season. Wow. This time last year, we were also without hockey uh, here as 
the game seven against those blues came and went. It was Mother's Day, right? I believe. Was it not? I can't yeah. remember, but that sounds about the same. So. Yeah. Well, here, I I, uh, I thought about uh, trying to find some semi-positive stuff to begin with here. Uh, and I found one story. A company in Syracuse, which is a fun name to say, and that's where all the broadcasters come from, Mike, uh, Syracuse. Uh, they've developed a coronavirus-killing drone for sanitizing stadiums. Do you see this? No, that is that is very yeah. positive. It's and I, I, this is also for you, Totsi, because it involves drones. So I love drones. Yes, I know you do. Uh, so the the company's called Eagle Hawk, and it actually specializes in drones that fly over top of government buildings and stadiums and university buildings and et cetera's uh, to spot roof leaks. And of course, as everyone has been doing during this pandemic. Reinvent yourself on the fly, see what you can do to help out. And uh, they've come up with this uh, drone, or drones, plural. Uh, The disinfectant is pumped by hose to the drone, while a second drone, how about that? It's teamwork. A second drone keeps the hose free from the seats and all that. So it's, it's really a tech version of... The old the fireman holding the ladder is as important as the one holding the hose, <laughs> and so it's the drone holding the hose is as important as the drone spraying the disinfectant. How 2020 is that? This is great. I mean, this yeah. is really they challenge people to use their brains and think of new things. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, they te- they actually have tested it in Buffalo at facilities, including Key Bank Center. I think that's what it's called now, isn't it? formerly Marine Midland Arena, yeah. anyway, <laughs> home of the Saab race. And uh, the idea being that they, you know, game concludes, they bring in the drone, uh, it sprays down everything, and uh, you don't have to have workers or whatever in there, and they would maybe come in and spot disinfect uh, the next day, but you're ready to go again. Pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought uh, that was positive. Are you worried about how we're going to do all this? Oh, yes. Is, hold it. People what, back into the go, building? How would you go straight from my super positivity to... <laughs> oh, negativity. That's right. My, hey, like the downer. Hey, did you see my uh, text about uh, motorcycle helmets could become like uh, hockey helmets? Yeah, I didn't it's, understand it, but go ahead and explain yourself. <laughs> see, like motorcycle helmets, they wouldn't have to be as thick and everything, but these are hey. ones that have the chin protection, right? And my, the shield that you could lift up. Mike, wouldn't that be perfect for hockey Mike, players? Mike, this is Texas. <laughs> we, don't, we don't wear we don't wear helmets on Nobody our Nobody wears motorcycle helmets. We wear a beanie at best. It's usually a bandana, right? A skull and crossbone bandana. Took. Yeah. I mean, when I rode my Vengeance Chopper back when I was super cool and younger, I didn't wear a helmet. I thought you had one of those uh, old lady trikes. No, I had a chopper. I know. I'm giving you a hard time. Big fat 300 on the back end of it. Uh, All right. So, I've always wondered this because I think Mo got one. Are those hard to keep on the road when you have a big tire in the back and all that? No. They're very dangerous. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> you learn. You have to learn how to ride. I got my, my license on a, a Harley Fat Boy, which, you know, a lot of power, but it's not – 
it's not really that difficult to ride. It's just like riding a, a bicycle. There's no uh, big fork front end or anything on it. And then I got the Vengeance Chopper. Uh, we were doing a deal with uh, D&M Leasing back in the day, and they would furnish us with a vehicle. And I said, I don't need a vehicle. I want to get a I want to get a motorcycle. So that's how I got the chopper was through them. Uh, and Vengeance Choppers is out of California. It was awesome. Loud, big uppercut pipes on it. I was such a bad boy scaring all the soccer moms in Coppell. (laughs) (laughs) Were you on that poster, the bad boys of California? Oh, God, no. (laughs) Hey, but back then, I mean, at one time there were 15 players on the team that had motorcycles. Remember? Yeah. I mean, they'd roar into uh, the practice facility, man. It was like a gang coming in there. When I talked to Chambers a couple of weeks ago, I said, were you on that poster? He goes, are you kidding me? He goes, look at me. Do I look like no, a bad boy of Dallas? Who was on that poster? So Hatch, Maddie, Sidor. Luds, Carbo, Sid. Carbo. Is that it? Five guys? I think it was that. Yep. Yeah. Everyone else were good boys? No. <laughs> they found different ways. I think uh, Zuboff and his uh, $300,000 Ferrari was uh, just as bad as the yeah. motorcycle guy. <laughs> But uh, to answer your question, turning, turning was tough sometimes. Yeah. Like it, you, when you were turning right, like you had to worry because you 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 tip it over a little too much to stay in that first lane, and uh, you catch your you catch your pegs. You don't want to do that, so no. you always go for the wide one. And then you know you get you get a little bit of wetness, a little moistness on the road. Uh, like today around here, and there's some oil on there, and you got that big fat back tire. It would slide a little bit on you. There were some moments. And then I matured. But you, but you love putting on the fringe, and and I didn't <laughs> put on any fringe, you clown. <laughs> Carbo used to do that. <laughs> yes, uh, good times. Uh, so the American Hockey League pulled the plug, which is not a, a shock, right? Right. Uh, they, I mean, there's not a television deal in place for the AHL and, uh, they needed, uh, people in seats to conclude their season and playoffs and, uh, as a developmental league more than anything else, just wasn't going to happen, uh, for them. But it, it, it ends in, I don't even know if it's bittersweet. It's, it's kind of sad. Dave Andrews, who's the president of the American Hockey League and has been for like 20 25, 26 years, long yes. time. Uh, I've known since I was a teenager. Uh, he he was involved in the Victoria Cougars out in the Western Hockey League uh, way back when, and he was trying to talk me into going from uh, Tier 2 in Duncan to Victoria with the Cougars. Uh Courtnell was there then. Uh, I think both Courtnells might have been there then. And he brought in a couple of uh, guys from Nova Scotia. He's from Nova Scotia. A young, remember the name Fabian Joseph? I don't. Okay. Well, he was a terrific, terrific player. He and Jackie McKeegan came out from Nova Scotia. Fabian was a cool dude, great player. Uh, Jack McKeegan was a good player, too. Could not understand him. It was like he was from another planet with that maritime accent. Yeah. Uh, but Dave, Dave went on uh, and moved on up. Worked in the uh, Oilers organization a little bit. 
knew him then because obviously I was drafted by the Oilers and then on to the American Hockey League and did a phenomenal job in the AHL. And this was going to be his last year. He was going to shut it down a couple of years ago, and then uh, they kept bringing him back. It was like the mafia or something. He kept dragging him back in. Uh, I saw him when the Stars Farm team was in the uh, Calder Cup final a couple of years back, and I went down to watch a game in Cedar Park, and he was there, and I got to catch up to him or with him for a while. Just a just a real class act, great person, um, and wonderful career. But he's not gonna he's gonna end it if he doesn't come back on the other side of this thing in a pandemic without a uh, conclusion to the AHL season, which is a little unfortunate. Yeah, it's baffling when you think about it. Like nobody could have predicted anything like this a couple months ago, and then you look at. You know, whether it's, you know, the end of a season like this, an end of a career possibly for some of these players, you know, uh, seniors in college or high school who, you know, they, it's just, it's really bad. It's just a... Be memorable, though. It's oh, terrible. Well, yeah, it's but, terrible, but memorable. I guess it's the difference between famous and infamous, right? Same right. idea? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, of famous and infamous, uh, because of the nostalgia train that we cur- currently kind of find ourselves on, uh, this past week, the the nasty Pavel Bure blindside elbow on Shane Churla resurfaced on my feeds on social media or the Soch. Do you do you remember that? Or oh my God! It? It was, yeah, it was uh, it was actually my uh, part of my entree to uh, getting back into covering the Stars. I was the uh, they sent me up to Minnesota to cover the team for the last two or three months, and then cover it in the summer but they thought I was too young at the time to be a professional beat writer. Uh, so they gave the job to somebody else. And uh, then um, uh, I helped in the playoffs, but I wasn't traveling. And uh, they flew commercial at the time and the airports were wide open. So uh, after the hit, uh, they told me go out to the airport and get Shane Churla. And uh, I got an exclusive interview with Shane Churla, who uh, was not happy with Pavel Bure or Brian Burke or the league. Um, and, uh, so that, you know, that was a good story, a feather in my cap and that helped me uh, become the beat writer the next year. When's the last time you saw the hit? Probably back then. I mean, I remember it. It wasn't, it was an elbow. He literally skated the length. I don't want to say the length, but let's say three quarters the length of the ice. Like Churla or somebody knocked him down in the corner he got mad, and I mean, he made a beeline for Churla. And he had to, what was Churla? Six two, six three, and Burray's five eight, five nine. It's a leap to, to throw the elbow. Burray was a bigger guy than you think. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I well, he then he chose to leap to deliver an elbow to Shane Churla's. Chin. Oh my God! It is like the people's elbow. Like yes. it's WWE, and it it's blindside. It's right on the jaw. Uh, you know. Shirla would uh, would eat him alive in a yeah. scrap. I mean, Shane Shirla was tough, tough, tough. And I don't and think he ever got to fight him, did he? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know the aftermath of that. Mm. Uh, it was. It predated me. Yeah. But it it brought up in my mind again back to the list thing. <laughs> the four most vicious hits uh, in Dallas chronologically, I, I believe too. If you if you ran through them. So was the Messier elbow on Madonna prior to that or after that? I think that was after. 
Okay. This so was, it was, was the first season. The Buray hit was the first season, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and so Buray Churla, and I mean Shane can't even get up. Like he's no. it was ridiculous. Obvi- if you see it, you're like obviously he couldn't get up. Yeah, and Brian like Burke they, they gave him a penalty. You know, they gave Buray a penalty in the game, and Brian Burke said that's enough. That, that's yeah. enough. I think oh, he may get well, a game misconduct or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it wasn't like he was cut or something. <laughs> so the the Messier Madonna one, and and Mark, it's, I mean, it's a nasty uh, crisscross just inside the blue line elbow right to the jaw. Yeah. On on Mike, and then and then there's that cruise by well, disbelief kind of. Well, what happened there from Messier? And Mike, I mean, Mike just, he's out and slides into the sideboards, and that's what stops his slide. Um, and you know the Dave Supernut. Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> it, it was, uh, it, it, I mean, it, it is so vicious and so nasty and so quick. Um, but those two were, were elbows. Uh, the next one would be Hatcher Ronick. And that was every, every which was just a full body uh annihilation of JR and broke his jaw late in ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. I remember and, the video of him at the bench, like showing his teammates moving his jaw around, like, no, it's broken. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> spitting teeth out. Uh probably prompted a, a podcast, spitting chicklets. There you go. The uh and then the the only one that I can think of, and maybe you know of some other ones, but the fourth one I had on here was in 08, Moro on Milan Mahalik uh, against San Jose. Yeah. Uh, when Moro did literally come from the other end of the rink and met him halfway out of their zone and just obliterated him. And he staggered out of the arena. And between the two benches and was done. I mean, it was it was seismic. Yes, and and again, a lot of these were in the playoffs or near the playoffs, and I think that made the impact even greater. Yeah. So. Can you think of any others? No, I just can think of a few big uh, fights uh, more than anything. Yeah, well, that's not some the category. That's no, not the list. Mike. No, but you know, as you were talking, things were popping into my head about you know guys who buckled to the ice when they when they were uh, leveled. Uh, but yes, uh, I really can't think of any big hits like that, that are, you know, that just stick in memory. Yeah. Yeah. I remember somebody creamed Carbo one time, like ran him right into the end boards and Lutz picked him up, or skated right behind him, grabbed him by the shoulder pads, picked him up and threw him to the ice. Like this was 220 pound guy. And Lutz was just, the adrenaline was pumping, and I mean, he grabbed him by the back of the shoulder pads, lifted him up, and like just threw him straight down to the ice. That one sticks in my mind for some reason. The only other one I could think of was when, oh God, who are they playing? I think it was the Ducks, and and Letten, Yuri Lettinen got rocked right next to the net, and by the time Yuri hit the ice. And he got popped a good five feet. Like, you didn't see it coming in that. Mike Keene had already laid about four or five rights on whoever it was. And I, I can't remember who it was. Um, but I'll never forget that scrap. It was yeah. just like, you you do not touch that, that man. Yeah. And boom, 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 boom. Uh, but there it is. The, the golden list of uh, vicious hits is what I'm referring to it as. 
in chronological order. You can find them all uh, joyously on uh, on uh, Soch and on YouTube. They're all out there, I believe. And we'll get more into uh, the idea of whether uh, hitting is done in hockey because of this virus in a little bit. Uh, but they they also uh, just uh, brought up the 50, because it's the 50th year, the uh, Bobby Orr flying goal uh, from the Stanley Cup final 50 years ago. That one on Mother's Day as well, I believe. Yes. <clears throat> uh, there's a statue of it outside TD Garden in Boston. Uh, Sanderson to Orr. I can hear Dan Kelly. It's a great call. Did you know that Dan Kelly was the play-by-play guy on that? Who who did uh, St. Louis games? But they were they were doing the national game, I believe, uh, or he was. You know who his color man was? No, Gordy Howe. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Gordy Howe was doing color on that game. Sanderson to Orb, and uh, you know, I think it was Noel Picard hooked his feet. Off he went. And prior to that, no nobody talks about it. There was an egregious giveaway on the boards by St. Louis. Orr comes, he pinches in a little bit. I think it was Larry Keenan. Just takes a swipe at it. Yeah, it's fun to watch old games. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that I, one of the examples of where a photograph kind of makes the goal even more iconic? Oh, yeah. Like, you, like I, you watch the video, and it's pretty cool, but like to see the photograph where he's oh, looking yeah. like Superman, and he's celebrating midair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget the guy's name, too. Uh, he was young, youngish. He was in his thirties. Yep. The guy who took that picture. Uh, yeah, I mean, Glenn Hall, the goaltender, who got scored on. Uh, I think he, he said something like, uh, "I." Somebody asked him about. It, he said he he, sho- he was showered and on the bus by the time Orr landed. <laughs> <laughs> I always love guys like that who have to go sign the picture. Like here's oh my, my defense picture. Uh, yeah, can you sign that for me, Mister Hall? Oh, my God. I, I remember when I was in uh, in Edmonton, we would be on the road, and people would bring up uh, a picture of Steve Smith scoring that goal on uh, Grant Fuhrer, uh, own goal yeah. against Calgary in Game 7, and want him to sign it. <laughs> Those are usually, uh, you usually don't get that signature. Like, I mean, you're just sitting there, oh, my God. And he would he would handle it well for the most part. There were some nasty exchanges though. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that as far as cup clinching goals are concerned, that one is the most iconic, right? Yeah. You think it? I mean, I can't think of anything else. But where on the on the list? Because we're going to continue with list. Yeah. Where would Hall in '99 be? It's got to be up there. One because you know. It's Brett Hull, too, because of the controversy. I, I think it's got to be up there huge. Like, it's not as balletic or beautiful no. uh, a picture, but still that overhead with Hasek sprawled, prostrate, and... Uh, Tully skate in the crease. Well, but you're allowed to have that. You I know, I, I've already you, seen that. Beautiful, but you're saying beautiful from a picture standpoint... But as far as memorable absolute cup clinchers, not just Stanley Cup final goals. Yeah. Uh, was, was Kane's no-see goal? That was a cup. Yeah, goal. I know. I thought about that one, too. But what, what is that? 
Like one guy on the ice and in the building knows it's in. And it's a guy who shot it. Yeah, I mean that. That I, it's, I for that I guess it does. It does stand sort of a test of time, and it's memorable. Um, for all the, for kind of the wrong reasons in some ways, but uh, I, I anything else I can't Mateau, think of that Mateau, many. Mateau. Yeah, but that didn't win a cup. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think Holly's right there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that goal in '99 is right there. People are probably swearing at whatever device they're consuming this on right now. What about blank? But uh, those are the only ones I could think of. So. Anyway, where did you cover that series in in Boston too? Were uh, you no. young covering that one? No, you were no. too young. They wouldn't let you cover that one too. Yeah, they, too no. raw. Yeah, too I green. Doing, I was still in college. Is so it's still with at, us? By the way, eight. I'm there. No, oh, you are. Jesus, I <laughs> know. I'm I'm enjoying more lists. I thought you were like a. I thought you were like a 70s DJ where you just leave for eight minutes while the song plays. <laughs> uh, yeah. You like your lists? Love these lists. Do you like lists in general, though? Uh, right now, it's all we have, so I'll I'll take it. But in general, not, not you so make, much. Do you make lists? No, not really. But I do like, um, you know, like rankings for the sake of, like power rankings I enjoy for the sake of debate. Oh, you get sucked like. in, and, and like if yeah. somebody makes a bad decision, Is you the just power, really get mad. Yeah, like college football power rankings. I'm big on that. That's a good list. So a power ranking is a step up from an actual list, then. Well, from yeah, from just like a because I guess that's more in the in the now based on current events, current teams. Well, what separates a power ranking from a list? Well, I guess like these past couple lists have just been looking back. At past plays and past players. Yeah, but the power rank, he's looking back at the past week of play, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But it's in the midst of the season where you're looking to play your way up and um, debate. You you have I don't know more immediacy to debate hmm. kind of where teams fall. Huh? You can have can you have a list without an explanation? But can you have a power ranking without an explanation as to why? a team or a person is at a certain point on that list. Is that what separates it? I don't know. I think generally the publishing, whoever is the author of the list, has to be ready to defend their choices. Huh. Mike? I don't know. I'm I'm just thrilled by you and Totes talking about this. I get sucked in on the social media ones that'll say whatever top ten Beatles songs of all time. So then I'm going like I'll go look at it and, and then I'll go no that's completely wrong. So I think they just they want to suck you in and and uh, get the hit count going. Yeah. Well, speaking of of clickbait, uh, writers are starting to to list uh, what won't come back when hockey comes back. Uh, as they take a more dark perspective on on things, and again, I, I I read one, and it was it was like there's going to be no fighting. There's not much fighting now, anyway. Yeah. But fighting will be out, hitting will be out, hockey hugs will be done, pump lines are gone. It it's such poppycock, hogwash malarkey 
I mean, if games are on, players have been tested and they're virus free. So why would those things have to stop? And as you said earlier, they're protected from the external fans, from the glass, by the glass and everything. Yeah. So I mean, it is so, a safe environment. It should be a safe environment. Well, my God, yes. I mean, they're going to have to shower after the game. Are they, they going to shower one at a time and then disinfect the shower area? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's No, a, you're right. It, it, they're going to get tested. And then when everyone's tested, you don't have it. You're not going to get it all of a sudden by just playing with one another. Everyone in there is not going to have it. So why would you not be able to celebrate together after a goal? I'll give you another one. I mean, this is the one that happens because it is ice, is the spitting. Like, so you're going to tell them they can't spit now? Oh, my God. Good luck with that. Yeah, I know. I mean, it happens all the time everywhere. Like I'll say, it'll it'll bring in some very common sense uh, things that you're you're going to look back and say, "Oh Jesus, why didn't we have that all the time?" Like I remember, uh, you used to share water bottles. <laughs> yeah. Like think of that. Like guys would there's like three water bottles on the bench, and everyone just grabbed a hold of it and had away, you know, and now everyone has their own individual water bottles uh, or whatever they have in their bottles uh, and on the bench, and, and it's it, it makes more sense, does it not? Yeah, yeah and so, I think hopefully a lot of this will make it cleaner for everybody, and yeah. that's, you know, the trainers. We want, we want a clean game. We want a clean game out there. The officials, the coaches, you know, all the, everybody will be less exposed to other people's germs. But the idea, but, the idea from some of your brethren, the <laughs> hockey writers, that the guys are there's there's not going to be any disputes. There'll be no uh, no scrums after the uh, play around the net and that. It's like, are you insane? Of course there will be. Well, it's so funny because I think one of the suggestions was uh, that the wingers have to be three or four feet apart on a face-off. And you're like, well, the face-off guys are right. <laughs> like, you can't. So now the wingers can't even, you know, engage each other. to try That was Doug Armstrong's thing. He did that. He introduced the uh, move the hash marks on the face-off circles. Yeah. So they're farther apart. That's already been put in place. We're going to put them now, like, ten feet apart or yeah, six, six feet, least. right? That's yeah. the rule. No, it's just, again, it's just, mm, how can I concoct something that'll make people talk about it on their podcast on a Tuesday? Well, they've done it. They've done it. Well, and when you look at the NBA, I think the actual exposure to the germs of the other person, because it's, you know, raw skin and and a bare face with no, you know, guard or whatever, it's probably worse than it is in hockey. And hockey players are pretty padded up and protected from other people's fluids or whatever, sweat or... Somebody was saying that the the players will now have to wear full face shields now. It's It's just like... That was my motorcycle helmet. uh, Oh, is that what... Get back to that, are you? I'm selling those babies. (laughs) Yeah, full... Jofa motorcycle helmets. A motorcycle helmet. There's different types of motorcycle helmets. So you're talking about like a Formula One... Yes. Race car driver helmet. Correct. There we go. 
Yeah. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so. Damn it. There goes my fortune. Yeah. But what what is going to happen? That, that's that's a good that's a good question. We we don't know. Nobody knows. I, I look back though. Was <laughs> were there any major changes in the NHL coming back from 1919's canceled cup because of <laughs> Spanish flu? And uh, I know I did not have it in my notes. Uh, I had to look it up, and there's not a lot of information. You got you got to remember they they played a 24 game split season that year in uh, 1919-1920, but they did play. Uh, The Ottawa Senators won the 1920 Stanley Cup. The final was a best of five, and that was the year the Quebec Bulldogs. You may remember this, Mike. The Quebec Bulldogs were added or or reinstated is probably the best way to say it because they were in prior to that. Uh, and then the Bulldogs promptly went 4-20 and 20 in uh, the old 1920 season. And, uh, and then they moved to Hamilton the following year. So that really uh, crushed all the Quebec Bulldog fans uh, that were clamoring for hockey in the Belle Provence. Uh, but they became uh team in, in Hamilton and away the NHL went. Uh, I believe that 1920 season was the third for the National Hockey League. Does that sound right? Third or fourth? Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. I always laugh. Even more recently, like 68 and even some of the other expansions, that just this league has a feel that it was made in somebody's uh, garage or basement at <laughs> Like, yeah, no, this would be a good idea. And they get a piece of cardboard and they write stuff and marker up on the wall. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of how it it should go too. I believe they're doing that as we speak. Uh, <laughs> trying to get this season finished. Yes, yeah, they're the same idea, just uh, corkboard <laughs> and uh, some post-it notes. The uh, they were supposed to have uh, what's what's the name of the committee again? Committee to uh, continue or something? The committee the to end the pause. Yeah. It's got a very snappy title, uh, but they were supposed to meet on on Wednesday, and they bumped it up. Yeah. So, is that good news? I guess. I, I hope. I mean, or could somebody you, just not make the meeting? <laughs> as you start looking at the timing of all this, and you know, you hear from baseball or basketball. I mean, at some point in time, decisions are going to have to be made. Uh, otherwise, you're just not. You're going to run out of runway here. Yeah, well, we're running out of things to talk about, so they better get <laughs> they better get something going. Uh, we can only we can only spitball and conjecturize so much, right? So yes, indeed. What else you got? Anything, you boys? Uh, what TV shows you watching? I have, nobody cares about that. I think they do. I think they want to know what's going on in the mind of Daryl Ray. <sighs> what TV shows am I watching? Yes. We started watching Little Fires Everywhere, and it's very over the top, but interesting. Reese Witherspoon, her latest production from you know Big Little Lies, she kind of plays the exact same character. I knew you'd like that. (laughs) Well, we ran out of Downton Abbey uh, tapes, and so we had to uh, switch to some other uh, female show. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! That's what you watch, Mrs. America. Have you been watching that? Oh, Mike. 
Mike, we need hockey to come back for you. How baby. about that Michael Jordan thing? You know, I can't watch it because it's Michael Jordan. Oh, it's so awesome. The last Incredible. But people don't want to sit around and hear you talk about something that they watched. What about totes? They want to hear what he thinks. <sighs> yeah, I, true. I haven't. I have not run out of Downton Abbey tapes yet. <laughs> that's, that's still on the horizon. I'm watching Better Call Saul, and I really am enjoying it. We just started. We'll probably end like episode five or six. Yeah. Um, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm on episode five too. Let's uh, let's watch episode six at the same yeah. time. If anybody was uh, listening to this podcast, they're gone now. You, you <laughs> murdered it. <laughs> Did you have any other like hot topics of interest that are even mildly interesting? I, I'm done? intrigued by the HL shutting down uh, because I still believe that it's got to be eight or ten, right? Of those Texas Stars prospects should be invited when the Stars continue playing. So at the very least, I think if they can pull it off, an Ottinger or Robertson will be around uh, if not available for play. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, but that's that's the same any season. True. When they're done and you're in playoffs and yeah, you you know like in ninety think back to ninety nine like during the season I was essentially the third goaltender. It was Roman Turek and and Eddie Belfour and me. And then come playoff time, that little jerk Marty Turkle came from Kalamazoo. And uh, I lost my spot. It was very sad. But you had a lot of work to do then. Jerk. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, you, you know, you 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 have your uh, so-called black aces or extras. Uh, and um, But there's a chance some of those guys could play. Like, yeah. obviously, uh, Robertson played a little bit. Um, and that's the type of guy – especially for a team that was struggling to manufacture enough goals sometimes. Uh, and just, you know, it's just going to be such a weird circumstance no matter what. Who knows who's going to excel immediately. I saw something today where Zdeno Chara, the captain of the Bruins, was saying they need at least three or four weeks of training camp. I'm like, what? Why would you need that much time for training camp? Haven't been skating for two months. I'm with you. Everybody will be on the same level, so let's just push forward and yeah, and uh, work your way up. Work your way up. Nobody has the advantage, (laughs) and I mean, anybody out there on either side or any side of this thing that thinks it's going to be perfect or or they're going to wait for perfection and uh, you know a thousand percent safety. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, at some point you just got to, like I've always said, at, at at some point in your life you're going to have to pee in the sink, right? <laughs> there's going to be something wrong with the toilet or there, there's there's a, a, a door jammed or uh, the you got to go really bad. You drank too much coffee along with water and it's cold and you got to go. Sometimes you just got to pee in the sink. Just do whatever it takes. And I, I think that applies to whenever this thing gets started again. They may have to pee in a few things. Did, did you get that from Churchill? Or, or <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was Confucius who said that? Yeah, it might have been Nimitz. 
I know. Hey, look, hopefully we are trending toward some kind of conjubilant behavior again in our NHL fandom. Uh, albeit we're going to be in our own, or maybe not, well, I don't know where, where we're going to end up, but fans are going to be in their domiciles. Yes. As live hockey is is pumped out on screens instead of just into uh, people's eyes and ears in arenas, uh, at least for the the short term. Fingers crossed and hands washed, right? Yes. And it could make us even more important. We're the yeah. storytellers. That's where I'm at right now. Mid fingers crossed, hands washed. And a trademark. Don't try to steal that from me. Okay. Uh, I was going to steal the pee in the sink thing, but. Nah, it's been out there. Probably trademark. (laughs) That's been out there. And there's something, isn't there something that if you. uh, It might be an old wives' tale, though, which I don't understand that that saying as well. But uh, is it when you get. Uh, jellyfish sting if you pee on yourself does, does that get rid of it supposedly yeah I think athletic, their athlete's foot too supposedly the whatever is in urine helps treat it see now that one I don't understand because there was always a rule that you can't pee in the shower I know um, but then we would always augment it and say well what if you just hit the drain you know what if you're very accurate in there uh, in a in a group shower circumstance it was like, no, you get caught peeing in the shower. It was a fine back in the day. But then it was like, well, hold it here. If if you just pee on down your leg and onto your foot, then you're actually doing more good than harm. I think I right. would think, right? Yeah, I, I was uh, I was uh, not in those uh, big showers like you were, so I, well, I don't really have the experience. <laughs> even in the state penitentiary? <laughs> also, Also, you can drink your own urine. In uh, survival world. Craig Miller's a big fan of that, I believe, on the yeah. ticket. There's a lot of urine information for you, Totes. Never thought you'd know that much about urine, did you? Good to know. Yep, it is. It's just bodily fluids. That's all it is. You want to do uh, next week a list of top five things you can do with urine? Yes. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I don't we'll think that list has been list. done yet. We'll put together the ultimate list. <laughs> of things and uh, usage of urine, your own, not somebody else's. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. It's uh, infotainment. All right. Now people are really gone. Uh, we should leave. <laughs> uh, uh, and this is this is apropos. Uh, my my wisdom of the week: Don't blame a clown for acting like a clown. Blame yourself for going to the circus. That's it from the Big Ten. Stay safe, everyone, and remember, fingers crossed, hands washed. Talk to you next week. She's so-